Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, support the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to another episode of the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Chubba Piquenel and I'm joined, as always, by my intangible co-host, Tempest, the wrestler. Tempest, the newly masked wrestler. The newly masked wrestler. That's damn right. Yeah, you guys you guys who are YouTube members, you get to watch the, the video versions of these bits that normally just go on the audio-only podcast intro and outro, which means that Tempest, who always wears his masks for these things, is now wearing his new mask for this one. Very nice, mate. And your nose nice. isn't crushed anymore. I know. It's so crazy what happens when someone who actually knows what they're doing makes this mask. Wild. Oh, Oh, it, it really is just a dream come true. Like, I can see my mm-hmm. nose doesn't hurt. Like, I can just, I put this mask on and it feels right. Like, it mm-hmm. feels like a mask should. Because I don't know, yeah. like, the last the last mask that I was wearing, the points of tension in the mask to make it tight were, like, the absolute front of my nose and mm-hmm. then the back of my head. Yeah, which is why I just absolutely crushed my nose every time I wore it. But that's not the case here. Like here, it does feel tight around the crown of the head, which is where it's Mm -hmm. supposed to feel tight. So, yeah, it's a big improvement. I'm very happy with it. I can wear this thing all day. Fancy new colors as well. Yeah. Now I now I look the same as the uh, the YouTube profile picture that I have Mm -hmm. that lovely friend of mine made like a year ago that yeah i just kind of saved and then used for something nice very good mate um we've got some emails to get through also i realized by the way for people who regularly listen to the nxt podcast bits i normally screen share and show you pictures that people have sent in i can't do that anymore because it's the video version and i'd be showing like the people's names and their email addresses and stuff and i can't do that 
for reasons because it's going out to a, a public place even though it's only to the youtube members I, I can't do that anymore and i've got dog pictures that people have sent in and now i can't screen share and show you i'm really upset about it um i was trying was, i thought you were gonna open this by being like and now you all can see the pictures too yeah no. But no, no, I'll have to. I have to figure out a way. Maybe I can like. I'll have to like down pre-download all the pictures so then I can yeah. just show the pictures. But currently, didn't think about this in advance, so I haven't done that. Um, but maybe in time for the next one, I can do that. Maybe potentially. Anyway, uh, let's talk about this NXT episode, and we'll get into the emails in the outro portion, which for the YouTube members is in about a minute. Um, but yes, uh, firstly, let's talk about this whole uh, Samoa Joe thing. You know, you know that, that Joe guy? Hey, he's back at NXT. It was really cool. Let's talk about it. Yeah, good episode of NXT that started off good and, and maintained its goodness. Uh, which, yeah, kicked off with uh, the talking point of the show. Uh, I've done the thing again, Tempest. You know what I've done? Where I've had the the, the YouTube episode open uh, on another tab, and then we've gone live, and it's playing back audio to me, and I can't find the tab. <laughs> I've Goodness got it God. open on... It's fine. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. It's fine. I got it. Um it's, it started off... God, this is going to be a good episode. Uh, it started off with um, uh, William Regal, who obviously uh, fell... Uh, fell? Who obviously ended the episode of NXT TakeOver in your house uh, by him saying, you know, oh, I've never seen such bedlam. It's time for a change and all that jazz and was crying and, and doing all sorts of stuff to end the episode. And everyone was saying, please don't let Legal, uh, Regal leave. He's the best. Um, so he opened this episode of NXT, smart choice, I think. Uh, and he came out and uh, cut a really good promo. Uh, kind of feigning being emotional, but he's really good at it because you may, he made you buy it really, really strongly uh, because he was saying, you know, he, he, he seemed legitimately emotional about being like, you know, it's been seven years, I've been in NXT, I've, I've seen it bec uh, become nothing into a global phenomenon. And, you know, I've tried to do the best for you, the fans, and, you know, it's been all the, all the, all the highs and the lows and blah, 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 blah. Seemed really, like, legit. I don't know if he can cry on command or he had some sort of pre-done, like, tear streaks or something, but, man, that look, that's a really added nice little detail on it. Um... And then, just as Regal was teasing he was going to step down as general manager, out comes Karrion Cross, and something that uh, you and I have mentioned quite a lot, something that would benefit Cross immensely, is going full heel with the character he has. And this was Cross going full heel. Him just saying that Regal was pathetic, and, you know, Cross is always right, and Cross conquers all, and he wants to hear Regal say it. He came out to watch Regal say it to his face, that he was going to step down, that Cross was right, this is Cross's NXT, not Regal's. And just as Regal's going to say something else, Samoa Joe's music hits! I got so excited. We, we knew this was potentially coming with reports and things of that nature, and, and I was like, He's gonna get interrupted, right? It's gonna be Joe. It's gonna be Joe that interrupts. Guys, it's gonna be Joe that interrupts. Is it gonna be Joe? Is it gonna be Joe? And then his music hits, and I popped. I slammed my hands together. I was like, yes! I started chanting along with the crowd to be like, Joe, Joe, Joe. God, I've missed Joe. He's so cool. Um, he comes out and he says, uh, Regal, you wanted to talk to me. 
And Riga was saying, well, yeah, I did want to talk to you later, but I guess you're here now. Um, I would be honored if you would take the general manager role. I can't fulfill the needs that I need to in my position. So I want you to take this from me. And Joe just says, no. And everyone was like, wait, what? And he said, I can't fill your shoes. You're the person that NXT needs. You've taken it from nothing to a global phenomenon. And I like that they kind of blurred the lines between kayfabe and not here because Regal's the one that got all the worldwide talent. And it's like, well, he didn't. It was Triple H. But, you know, whatever. Uh, kayfabe makes sense. Um, and uh, he's saying that he's happy to enforce the roster and make sure that Regal gets the respect that he deserves now. Uh, and uh, as he's saying that, he's kind of looking uh, directly at Karen Cross in the ring, which was lovely. And then uh, Regal says, oh, that's an interesting offer. Couple things. You can't be a competitor. And you can't lay hands on any member of the roster. And the crowd went, oh, no. And then Regal just turned across and just went, unless provoked. And everyone went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it was proper like roller coaster TV for it. It was great. And uh, and then Joe says, yeah, I accept your offer. And then said, it just leaves one more question. Walks right up to Cross, straight in his face, said, what the hell are you still doing in this ring? And I was like, God, I have missed Joe so much this joe in particular i've missed so much just i'm not gonna say that joe's one of the best promos ever or anything i'm not gonna use that kind of hyperbole but i don't think there's anyone that quite has the presence that joe has he doesn't need to say a well-crafted line he can take something that's very mediocre and make it sound like a million bucks just hit, like the gravel he can put in his voice when he does it, his sheer presence, the way he stares down people, like his sheer physicality and body language when he cuts a promo is second to none. It's so good. This role for Joe, I think, is going to be absolutely phenomenal. So, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts when it comes to this oh, yeah. promo segment. I thought this was probably the best promo segment NXT has had this year. Just something about such real emotion coming through on a wrestling show is so refreshing. Oh man. Even if this was totally just William Regal acting his way through this, like even if he just does that, that's very impressive to be able to do such a performance. But I truly think like he went out there and got to gush about NXT a little bit, something that he spent like the last 10 years of his life working on. I would be emotional. That's awesome. Um, I, I don't know if I got flack necessarily, but I definitely got a little bit of discussion going after uh, saying that Karrion Cross needed to turn heel. Some people were like, oh, I thought he was already a heel. And blah, blah. I never really saw it that way. I saw him as more of a tweener who was just, you know, aggressive. Like he never really like cheated, never really did anything dastardly, never took the easy way out. Nothing like that. He was just kind of like, ah, he was a big monster. But now he feels like a total 100% pure heel. And I think it's going to help his run out so much more. That being said, now we've got Samoa Joe in this role. Samoa Joe is like fantastic at doing WWE promos. And not everyone is, but there are a few guys who can just pull off their verbiage perfectly. He's one of them. And I'm so happy that we get to see him in a role where he gets to utilize that strength again, because for so long, like he just was either doing commentary, which he was also very good at, or he just wasn't on the show. Going forward. And just like a quick clarification 
type thing. Um, it was it was just said that uh, like all oh, Triple H signed all of the the talent as well. Like you know, Regal's been working as a scout too, so like I would absolutely uh, expect him to be a large part of that process. I this will will get into more as we get into the segments that come on this show. I like the no, you can't touch anybody unless provoked thing. I like that angle in the context of this segment. I think they could have done a better job highlighting that throughout the show, but for one segment to open the show, oh my God, this was like a perfect segment. This was a perfect 15 minute segment. And we have gone on and on about how this show opens with a match every week. And that's awesome. And we don't like opening shows with promo segments. This felt like a perfectly acceptable exception to that rule. Because this was by far like the most important thing on the show coming into the show. And it delivered. And that's all you can ask for. 100%. 100%. I'm with you. Um, and I think it was a very smart choice to lead with that. Because it was such a cliffhanger from In Your House. I think it was perfectly okay to lead with a promo for this episode in particular. Um if you got something that's going to be the biggest talking point on the show, absolutely lead with it at the at the start of the show. Uh, and then we had a couple segments uh, later on. This one came after the opening match. We cut backstage, and there's more fighting in NXT as we've seen for ages, for weeks now and months. We see Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole brawling backstage. Security trying to pull them apart. Same kind of brawling we've seen for ages. This time though. There's a Joe on hand because William Regal comes in and says, oh, you two are too, you guys are too, um, too aggressive. You need to uh, let, out, let off some steam. You can choose your opponents for matches next week. And the two of you will be facing each other at the Great American Bash on uh, July, whenever it is, 9th, 6th, 6th. Yeah, that one. Um, and uh, yeah, which is fine. We'll talk more about that specific thing later because we'll talk about Joe for now. Um, but those two start brawling again, and security can't keep them apart. Joe comes in, kind of pulls them apart, get, gets them sorted. Adam Cole shoves Joe aside to get to O'Reilly again, and Joe just looks around, takes off the jacket, just gets Adam Cole in the coquina clutch. And I, 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 I just love Joe. I just started popping. I was like, coquina clutch. I love Joe. I love Joe. This is great. Um, yeah, he's so cool. And then he, he kind of screamed at the security when he wakes up. Let him know that Regal needs an answer, and like walks off. I was like, that's. That's so cool. That's so cool. I, I I, just love Joe in this role. Just him being, because he's so believable as the guy that no one wants to cross. The guy that will just beat you up and just be like, no, you can't, you can't talk to me the same way you've been talking to Regal because I will just kill you. And he's totally believable in that, in that role. Love this. Love this. Yeah, this, this to me was a segment where I wish that I don't know how they would have done it because obviously you needed this segment in order to get to the uh, Kyle O'Reilly Kushida stuff later in the show. Mm -hmm. So if you move this to the end of the show, I don't think that necessarily would have worked. But I mean, if you're in charge, you can you can rewrite the show into a different way of getting to different things. I thought they could have done a better job building up to Samoa Joe getting physical again because it was you're not allowed to put your hands on people unless provoked. And I get it that that's like the old Steve Austin, Chris Jericho dynamic where all oh, their, ah, you can't touch me. Ha ha. I'm in your face. Ah, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually he finally pats Austin on the back and then Austin gives him a stunner. 
I get that's what they're going for here, that Joe can't do anything unless someone touches him first. But to do it in the next segment, like five minutes after establishing the rule, I thought it could have used a little bit more buildup. In execution, I thought it was fine. Like seeing him choke out Adam Cole and everything, I thought was very good. I just think that they should have maybe built up through the show to get to the point where he like, oh, okay, you're going to test me and then choke someone out. But that's more of just like a storytelling progression of plot kind of thing as opposed to this actual angle. I quite liked, personally, that Joe was effectual from the off. Of him just being like, Samoa Joe is here and you cannot mess with him. Here's an example right away. Look, NXT's different. Here you go, kind of thing. I, I quite liked the Samoa Joe is here and he don't mess around. Here's an example of what he's going to be doing from week to week. Um, yeah, I, I didn't have an issue with it personally. I get, I totally get your point, um, but I personally did not have an issue with them doing it straight away. I think it, it worked to show Joe's effectiveness immediately. Yes, I, I agree with that. I just think that for the first segment, I think they could have like, they could have built to him getting physical where maybe you don't have o- O'Reilly and Cole in that first brawl that he needs to get physical. Like, I think he could have stepped in the, in the middle and be like enough of this. And everyone goes, Oh, okay. I don't, I don't want to piss off Samoa Joe to show Mm -hmm. that he can be that enforcer without getting physical first. Mm -hmm. Cause that is at least in theory, supposed to be his role. He's supposed to do this without getting physical. I would have liked to have seen that first and then eventually seen this like on the same show. Again, I think you could have just swapped a bunch of things around and made it still work. But again, this is like a very small criticism. Yeah. Uh, We had a couple other backstage things later. One of them was hilariously completely botched. Uh, when uh, when (laughs) William Regal, he goes out and uh, uh, Mackenzie Mitchell is there. Say, uh, Mr. Regal, uh, what do you think of uh, Joe's first night back uh, back on NXT? They go through the fire exit, much like they did it in your house. Go through the fire exit out into the parking lot. And cut to MSK eating popcorn. What? Where's the rest of the segment, guys? It's just as Regal literally just went, Mackenzie, and then it just cuts <laughs> off and goes straight over to MSK eating popcorn. And then you have the entrance for the main event, which was Champer and Thatcher. They made their entrance, goes to an ad break, comes back. Mackenzie gets another word with Regal, and Johnny Gargano comes in and has a little funny back and forth with uh, with Joe basically saying that joe's a badass and it's really cool that he's here and all that stuff and joe just tells him to get out of his face and all that stuff which is very cool pete dunn comes in stares down joe then they have uh the main event match and then you have joe and regal again in the parking lot at the end uh with joe saying uh you know one night of many and regal gets in a car and then drives away it was like wait what what is going on with this ordering guys total botch i loved it um but you know they recovered well it was it was fine it was i mean I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I went through like television production school, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's what I did for my degree was sports production. Oof, uh, this was rough. Rough, If you're someone who like really cares about the technical aspect of like television and and all that sort of things like, (laughs) man, this was not. This was not a good night for WWE's production team. And like none of these segments mattered at all anyway. Like 
that they they really needed to get to that last shot of Joe and Regal saying like it's the first day of many. But like I don't know. I guess because they messed it up earlier and now it was like, oh, well, I wonder what that segment was going to be. Oh, it mm. was nothing. Hmm, yeah, that seems a little bit odd. But <laughs> I don't know. This this popped me just because I was like, nah, look at them. This billion dollar company making mistakes on their show. It's funny. I laughed a lot. It was very, very funny. Um, But overall, though, for Joe's interactions on the show. Yes. More, more of it. Yes, please. Yes. I love Joe. I don't know if I've mentioned it. I love Joe. I love Samoa Joe so much. Anytime he talks, I listen. Anytime he moves, I am watching avidly. He's just great. Such a good presence. And I think he's going to absolutely kill it, literally and metaphorically. It's not the word I'm looking for, but that's fine. Figuratively. Uh, figuratively in this enforcer role. I think he's going to do great. I um, will say just before we move on, I this is the perfect outcome for me for this storyline because mm-hmm. I was I was worried that we were just going to lose Regal in all of this and I was going to be so sad because William Regal is just like an awesome perfect general manager and to see Samoa Joe step in as not his replacement but his enforcer that's exactly what I wanted like exactly what I would have asked for so I'm very happy to see him in this role yeah 100% yeah lost Regal gained a Joe uh, yeah, sorry, didn't lose Regal, but gained a joke. Yay. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's see what you guys thought in your ultra chats. Make sure to get those in. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support to get in your ultra chats here. Um, make sure to get those in. Uh, link is on the screen right now. Uh, we'll go through some of them real quick. Uh, sorry, two seconds. Just getting the thingies up. I was just checking a thing. Uh, Hannah Allen comes in to say, uh, Samoa Joe for president. Dude is a 3D printer for gold. Yes, he is. Uh, gentlemen, I support you because I love you so much. Stay strong, Swath Nation. We can be positive and grateful for these lovely humans. Thank you. Stay awesome. Hashtag spread the love. Hashtag positivity. Hashtag LIW for, for, for life. Thank you very much, Hannah. Appreciate it. And yes, Samoa Joe is a, he is a 3D printer for gold. Yes, I love that. Um, Charles Berg says, uh, although, although Rempis the Tesla is 100% wrong about Cena not being a top five promo. Don't get Tempest started. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, my respect for him has grown immensely. I honestly thought I was the only human being who said Samosif Joseph. I've uh, been calling him that for 12 years. I like Enforcer Joe. It fits. Uh, yeah, there, I've, got, I've got a lot of uh, variations on Samosif mm-hmm. Joseph and Joey Samoe, etc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alan Monson says, hey, LIW, with Samoa Joe returning to NXT as an enforcer, how involved do you think he'll be on a weekly basis? Uh, Also, I know he's not back on NXT to wrestle, but are there any dream opponents or matches you would want to see Joe in? Thanks, guys. Hashtag LIW for life. Uh, I think he's probably going to be there most weeks, you know, as much as as much as Regal's been involved, which is Uh quite a lot, especially lately. Um, Yeah, I I think he's going to be around, especially because it's new. They want to build up this enforcer storyline a little bit to whatever it's going to lead to might not lead to anything might just be a whole new position for joe and he's just going to be there kind of thing um yeah i, I think it'd be pretty regular i'd assume uh dream matches for nxt i don't think he's going to have any i don't i don't want to get my own hopes up thinking about them because for me the reason they've kind of done this to me is that they probably can't get him cleared due to his history with concussions and things like that so i don't i i don't i think if they could have him back as a wrestler they would have had him back as a wrestler um so I don't want to get my own hopes up by talking about dream matches personally, because then I'll get very sad. <laughs> well, I'll make you sad. Walter. No, no. Mm, don't. Tempest, why would you say that? <laughs> uh, I was thinking it. I was thinking I'm it. sad. Now I'm sad. Oh, I want Samoa Joe versus Walter. Um, the intangible on Ryan be bad uh, says that now is Joe uh, now if now that Joe is back, if Alistair Black also comes back, I'd love to see him come back to NXT to enter into program with Walter because Black feels like he could legitimately take the NXT UK title from him. He could, I agree. Um, yeah, 
also I will say in the the segment between Joe and Cross, I was like, "Wow, I could really see Joe taking the title off Cross." And I was like, "No, he's not here to wrestle. He's not here to wrestle." But God, I want to see Joe take the title off him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so cool. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm not super sold on just like, well, let's just have everyone come back and put them on NXT because I've yes. never been the biggest fan of people coming back to NXT just in general. I think Samoa Joe, it works because he's in a different role and he's not going to be wrestling. But if it's just, yeah, Aleister Black, let's sign him back and put him on NXT. I think I'll get just kind of burnt out of the show because it's something that I've already seen kind of yeah. like I did with Finn Balor and Finn I Balor's know. reign was good, but I just felt like I'd seen it already. Yeah. I think it's just from a more selfish perspective of people that are just like, I want to see Alice the Black wrestle good matches. He does good matches yeah. on NXT. Put him on NXT, which I totally yeah. understand. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, Matty J316 says, uh, to be fair, Regal is responsible for a lot of the recruiting. So Joe was technically correct. The best kind of correct. You're quite right. <laughs> yes. Uh, Keith Below says, uh, my favorite part is when Joe came out, the old S word look on Carrion's face. It just emphasizes the fact that the mythical stature of Joe can carry his character without him to fight every other week. Whenever he gets back in the ring, it will be well earned. Yeah, I don't know if he is going to get back in the ring with his history of concussions and stuff, but even if he doesn't, I think this role is going to be really good for him. Let's get into talking about the rest of the show, uh, which obviously, as we have mentioned, started off with this whole Samoa Joe uh, return segment. Uh, we then got a Grizzled Young Veterans promo ahead of their main event match later, which is the Tornado Tag Match, of them saying that uh, Champer and Thatcher are going to get their heads kicked in. Nice. Good stuff. Uh, then a little opening tag match between Imperium and Breezango. And I will say that just off the back of the Samoa Joe return, one, the crowd, I think, was much more lively on this show than they were at TakeOver, for yes. starters. Uh, and also, the show just felt like it had so much more energy. Like, top to bottom, this felt like an NXT episode of old. This felt like a proper, high-caliber show from top to bottom, and it didn't feel like they were spinning their wheels. This felt like a really high-energy, good-quality show. And I think even this match, Imperium versus Brizango, they did this match a couple weeks ago. I probably would have been like, eh, you know, whatever. And this one, it's up a little bit. It's still not, you know, amazing. But I was like, this is a fun match. This was good. Yeah. I didn't think the right people won, but you no. know, it was good. The actual in-ring action I thought was very good. It, it all built to a Tyler Breeze hot tag. Breeze came in, got immediately shut down by Fabian Eichner, but then Breeze rolled up Eichner anyway. Uh, to get the win and then immediately they got beaten up by imperium afterwards imperium like laid the imperium flag over them like a, just tucked him up in a little imperium blanket like i don't know where i was but yeah sure um and then they stood tall it was like why not just have imperium win then exactly like i i am certain that next week walter will be on facetime again and be like i will not accept such incompetence except he'll say it in german and Dan will send it to me to, to read on air mm -hmm. again. But yeah. I, ah, come on, man. Just let the people that you're pushing win some matches. Like, well, it, it was said later in the show that like, you have to earn opportunities in NXT. And I was like, where, show me where, where does this happen? Cause the only people that get title shots around here are people who lose. Oh, 
goodness me. Because, like, I just don't understand this decision, you know? Like, yeah. you're trying to pro- you're trying to protect Breezango? Why? Why are you trying to protect them over Imperium, who you're trying to push? Just have just have the people that you're pushing win some matches, please. I'm begging you. Yeah, hundred um, percent. We then got Joe backstage being a badass against Cole. Loved that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this was we'll talk about this in a bit more detail now because uh, yeah, Regal announced it's going to be O'Reilly versus Cole at Great American Bash in a straight up singles match. And he said that you know I I thought an unsanctioned match would have been enough for you, but clearly it's not. So you're going to have a singles match at Great American Bash. What? Oh man. Again, like I don't uh I don't have a whole lot of criticism about this NXT episode. Mm. Like I thought this was a very good show. Oh, yeah. I'm very tired of the WWE trope of here's the blow-off match in the first match. Oh, we're gonna keep this storyline going. Here's a singles match. They mm-hmm. do this so often, and I'm quite tired of it. Like they did it with Gargano and Cole. Uh, when they wrestled, where it's like, here's the big two out of three falls match, and now we're having the rematch, and it's a singles. Like, they do this all the time, and it's so backwards. At least yeah. give them a different stipulation. Like, yeah. have it be a last man standing match, or an I quit match. An I quit match would be a lot of fun with these two. Um, yeah. It's weird. I I just wouldn't have had them fight again personally yeah like, it's done the baby yeah. phase one why are they still yeah. fighting no, no, no. Uh, i don't know whether they're trying to get into the kind of gargano champa we're destined to fight forever steam generico type thing for these two i'm not as into it as i thought i no. would be honestly mm. yeah yeah I, I i'm think... sure it'll be a great match i'm sure it'll be a great match yeah I think they just need like a big match for the Great American Bash. If they if they go out of the Great American Bash with a finish and then have another match on top of that, then they've completely lost me. But yes. if they're just trying to fill out the card for a TV special, like I kind of get it. Yeah. But yeah, enough of this, guys. Come on, like end the rivalries when they're over. Don't just yes. keep them going for the sake of keeping them going. Yeah, totally. Um, we then got uh, Santos Escobar cut a promo. Uh, I thought this was quite good, uh, and actually, mm. kind of sort of made sense. It's a it's a heel promo. He's allowed to kind of you know because he d- he didn't win at Takeover. He's allowed to be a bit salty about it and try and make excuses, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, him saying you know he he wants Bronson Reed in a one on one match because he lost in a six man tag match. But if he had him one on one, then he'd win. Um, which I think yeah ma- makes a lot of sense for Santos Escobar. But it was a well delivered promo, and I'm actually. Probably looking forward to that match. I think it's probably going to be quite good. Yeah, I think it'll be yeah. a really good match. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. I yeah. really like Santos Escobar. Really like Legado del Fantasma. They're very cool. He's, he is a guy who's absolutely elevated himself. Yes, and it's very inspiring to see because honestly, and I'm I'm as a big a fan of international wrestling as you're going to find, especially like on this channel. Like I watch everything when I can. I didn't really care too much about El Hio del Fantasma coming in when he was in the cruiserweight championship tournament thing mm-hmm. they did last year. But man, he's just been so good over the last year that I'm now happy to see him do anything. Yeah, totally. Yeah, 100%. Uh, speaking of things that were very good, uh, we then got Kushida's uh, cruiserweight open challenge uh, that was answered by the debuting Trey Baxter, who was formerly known 
as the most probably wrestler name I've ever heard, Blake Christian on the uh, <laughs> on the indies, which is just, yeah, the wrestler name, if you're just going to make one on the, off the top of your head. Uh, he got another little video promo, much like we saw for a couple of other Kushida's challenges lately. Uh, again, love these, just to say, here's who I am, here's why I'm here, I'm going to fight, I want to win. Cool, we get to know yeah. who you are, we get to see a little bit of their promo style, with something to get invested in. Great. Love it. Um, I thought this match was also very fun. Uh, really cool little debut match for Trey Baxter. Uh, had a lot of offense back and forth. Got a couple near falls off there. It was a really cool near fall off a like a, a standing Spanish fly into a springboard 450 from Trey Baxter, which was very cool. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then he he managed to, Kashida managed to get in the hoverboard lock and pick up the win after Kyler Riley came out to uh, to watch watching from ringside um yeah very fun match really enjoyed it and then kyle o'reilly says he's gonna face kushida next week yes <laughs> yes please new japan new japan <laughs> yeah, totally new japan. <laughs> yeah i really like this match and i'll be honest i love the presentation of kushida's open challenge this to me it is so reminiscent of last year's uh, TNT Open Challenge that Cody had, where these guys aren't independent guys. Like, they're not without contracts. But because we haven't seen them before, we're still getting that same sort of, like, here's an indie guy coming in and getting his shot in NXT. Mm -hmm. And who knows, maybe eventually one of them will win. I love this presentation because, once again, it's playing to Kushida's strengths. He's always been a wrestler over a character or a performer. So he's just going out and having really good matches against guys that they give you a little bit to get you invested in them. And then they go out and for the most part, they're likable. And oh, I just, I love this. And they have good matches. I can't wait to see these guys again too. Like Carmelo yeah. Hayes a few weeks ago was really good. I thought Trey Baxter was really good. I think Trey Baxter might end up as a heel. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Something about him had a little bit of a heelish quality. But yeah, I could totally see that. If they keep doing this for like a long reign from Kushida, I think this will be like an excellent way to follow up Santos Escobar's great uh, run as Cruiserweight champion. Yeah, 100%. Uh, we'll say, yeah, there was a little bit of a botch in this match where Kushida couldn't get over the top rope. Like they kept trying to clothesline Kushida over the top rope and he couldn't get over after like three tries. So he just kind of rolled out and they had to kind of improvise a little bit. It wasn't too bad. They recovered pretty well. Mm -hmm. It was fine. If the stuff happens in the ring, you know, is what it is. If um, you can do that and not lose control of the match, mm. it doesn't really matter. Yeah, you know, totally. yeah. like there, there are botches in like some of the best matches that I've ever seen in my life. And it doesn't affect my enjoyment of them. You know, CM Punk versus John Cena at Money in the Bank 2011. It's kind yeah. of botchy. It's kind of botchy that match. It's got a bit, quite a few botches in there. Five star that... classic. But, yeah, oof. like that match. And the one I always point to is Kenny Omega against Tomohiro Ishii from the G1 in 2018, mm. which I don't expect most like casual fans to have seen because it's just a match in the middle of the G1. But it's one of my favorite matches ever. And in like the first two minutes of that match, there's like a train wreck botch where they just completely cross each other up. One goes for like a leapfrog and the other just kind of like runs into them. And they're just kind of like, whoa, 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 all right, reset and go. It's still one of my favorite matches ever. Because you mm -hmm. can do that and not lose control. And that's that's the point, yeah. honestly. Exactly, yeah. 
Uh, just before we get on with the rest of the NXT review, I just want to point out, this is probably one of the highest amount of view accounts we've had for an NXT episode. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for coming out. Uh, I really want to see if we can get to 1,000 viewers, if we can, for this episode. So if you're watching, firstly, like the video, because that really helps uh, recommend it out to other people. And share it to people. See if we can get up to 1,000 before the show ends. That would be really cool. Uh, that would be a nice little milestone for the NXT podcast. That would be really great. So please, please do give us a hand. And uh, show your support because we like doing these NXT podcasts and we want to keep doing them. Mm-hmm. And the way to do that is to get people to watch it. So give us a hand. Um, Frankie Monet was backstage next. And then she sowed some dissension between Robert <sighs> Stone and Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea. Uh, okay. I, if this is leading to Frankie Monet having. Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea is like her entourage. I hate that idea. Because <laughs> that means we're going to have to watch them wrestle more. Yeah. And they're not particularly good at that. Yeah. I get the idea of giving Frankie Monet an entourage. I think an entourage would fit her gimmick super duper well. And I totally get the idea behind it. I'm just not super into Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea being those people, unfortunately. Hey, yeah. may, maybe under Frankie Monet's tutelage, they can become really, really good. But I've been holding out hope for Aaliyah for maybe six years. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, maybe not. I saw Aaliyah wrestle live in mm. 2016, I want to mm-hmm. say. At TakeOver Toronto, they were on, like, the pre-show matches taped for for NXT that week. Wasn't good then. And I watched watched their match from the TakeOver thing, the little bonus match that they put out. Mm. Like, I don't want to be, like, cruel and harsh to people, but I think some people just aren't really cut out for this. And after six years, I don't think Aaliyah's really cut out for all this. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mercedes Martinez uh, was watching her match from TakeOver backstage. She had a little video promo where she watched her match and basically says she's not done with them and says, I'm going to come back and you messed with the wrong person. Cool. All right. Yeah, Yeah. cool. Sounded all right. It's a good promo. Not really super into the feud, but hey-ho, it's a good promo. Yeah. I mean, I like mercedes martinez work enough to give it a shot yeah if they have a really good match with her and may ying then i'm all for it but from storyline perspective i'm not i'm not really invested yeah uh we then got the million dollar championship coronation uh for la knight uh who i was really mad that he looked really cool when he came out because i wanted Cameron grimes to win but then ted dibiase came out and then he in he introduced Ellie Knight and he drives up in a Corvette and he's got a cigar and he comes out. I'm like, you look cool. I don't like it. Um, yeah, he, 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 he looks very good in fairness. Uh, but then Knight cuts a very sincere promo. Um, sincere promo. Him saying that Ted was a part of his childhood and this is one of the best moments of his career. Genuinely being in, in, in the ring with Ted DiBiase who's saying someone now that he's worthy of continuing on his legacy. This is the, the best moment of his life right now best moment of his wrestling career uh gets officially gifted the million dollar championship by ted dibiase and i was waiting for it i was waiting for the turn i was waiting for the swerve and i was expecting him to verbally turn 
on Ted DiBiase. Instead, he just punches him. Uh, and Ted takes a good bump. Like Ted just yeah. drops <laughs> drop a bump from the legend right there. Uh, and then he starts like kicking him while he's down, and Cameron Grimes comes out for the save, cradling Ted DiBiase in his arms and just saying, you cross the line now. Uh, I thought this was great. Because I, I was expecting the turn from LA Knight to be like, oh, you were always part of my childhood, you know, because he was saying like, oh, all of us, all of my friends, when we used to do, we used to always have the action figures, uh, someone always used to have to be Ted DiBiase. And I was expecting him to turn to be like, and we always beat that guy up because Ted DiBiase was the worst or, you know, something along those lines. And it always used to be like, but in fact, you suck. And now I'm better than you and all that stuff. But now he just punches him. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm into that too. Uh, yeah, I thought this was really effective. Yeah, I thought so too. I mean, we've kind of gone back and forth on LA Knight on this show where we don't really necessarily connect with his in-ring work as much as his promos. And I think him being the million dollar champion is going to allow him to do more promo segments, more vignettes, which will hopefully play to his strength. The only worry that I have here is that this, at least from like a possibility standpoint, seems like they could write Ted DiBiase out of this program here. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're going to, but I hope that they don't. Because to me, he's brought so much life to this feud. And I really want to see eventually Ted DiBiase and Cameron Grimes kind of have like a moment before Cameron Grimes eventually wins the million dollar championship. I think that's where the money is in all of this. But man, this is a good segment, man. I, I thought that if they just like went off or cut to something else after after the uh the pyro the mm -hmm. sparklers that went off i would have been like wow that was a really lame segment the mm -hmm. hell was that but then doing the full heel turn really kind of captured that back for me so i was really happy about that it's a really good segment man there were a lot of really good segments on this show yeah for sure um Oh, what was the one bit? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think they're probably going to write out Ted from this story, but I'm hoping it's like he's just selling it for a couple weeks kind of mm -hmm. thing. Like he's not on screen right now for a little bit, but he's going to come back. Maybe he might be right out, wrote out entirely until Grimes and Knight have a rematch. DBRC comes out during that match. Like LA Knight's doing some dastardly heel thing and Ted DiBiase evens the odds and comes out and punches Knight or something like that. And Grimes gets the win off the back of it or something like that. I could see that happening. Yeah. I, I mean, they're not going to keep him around forever. Like he's not no. going to be in the, on this show every week until the show goes off the air by any means. But I think there's still a lot more that he can do with this, with this segment and with this rivalry and with these matches i think he adds a lot more to it than mm -hmm. they have not peak with ted dibiase content as far as i'm concerned exactly there's so much you can get out of that laugh man yeah it's so good a good laugh on a wrestling show how novel <laughs> crazy that uh we got dakota Kai and raquel gonzalez backstage saying they're going to deal with casey uh catanzaro and caden carter and then they're going to go for the tag team titles again okay sure sure uh, and then we got that match of Raquel and Dakota versus Casey and Caden. I really like this match. Um, yeah. Occasionally, maybe a touch sloppy, but God, like I was mentioning, just the energy that you felt in this episode really came through in this match in particular, I thought. Just really fast paced. Everything felt like it flowed really well. Like Casey and Caden get some really like unique tag team offense. And they it seems like they kind of reinvented their tag team a little bit to be a proper, really good, fluid, high-flying tag team. And the pair of them, I thought, re did really, really well in this match. Um, but uh, all came down to Raquel beat up both of them. And then Dakota Kai got the pin. Great. 
NXT yeah. Women's Champion being dominant, as she should be, and the tag team looked really good in defeat. So, yeah, yeah, great match. This, this to me was a perfect example of a lower mid card team elevating themselves with a loss. They they have never really been proper contenders for the NXT Women's Tag Titles. They've just kind of been floating around like. Yeah, they got a win in the the Dusty Women's Classic, but they weren't going to win that tournament, and they really aren't going to win very many matches from there to here. This felt like a match that maybe they could win, because you don't really know the direction they're going with Raquel and Dakota. If they lose tag team matches, then maybe they can start breaking up. So at least there's a possibility of uh, Casey and Caden getting a win here. So that added a little bit more to the match where I didn't know what the finish was going to be. So I liked that. And it was just so much fun watching this. You know, it was a couple of smaller, high-flying baby faces going up against a big, still mobile heel. And that that's exactly what you want out of a match like this. Like, this was a perfect TV match. No yeah. complaints, really. Really, really Absolutely. good stuff. I want to see more stuff like this on NXT. I think you hit on the nail on the head when you just said, it's fun. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a fun match to watch. That's what you need. It was great fun. Yeah. Um, Ever Rise then cut a promo against Hit Row. I'm sure that will go well for them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Io Shirai comes back uh, into the ring. Uh, she cuts a very quick promo in English saying she's back and her next target is, but then she gets interrupted by Candice LeRae. Uh, she comes out and says, a lot's changed since you've begun. I'm now a champion. You're not uh, unbeatable anymore. Um, uh, but she said, one thing has stayed the same. I still can't stand you. Uh, and she uh, did some stupid stuff at TakeOver and uh, NXT or whatever else. Um so then she goes to beat her up, and Indy and Candice start beating her up. Indy comes out from behind and attacks her from behind. They beat her up. Uh, she's gonna go. Indy's gonna go for the elbow drop uh, off the ropes through the commentary table under Candice's guidance. But Zoe Stark comes out and uh, makes the save before Indy can do the elbow drop, and uh, the baby faces stand tall. Um, this was alright. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, it was alright. Like. Yeah, it was it was fine. In execution, everything was fine, but I'm not yeah. super down with this direction, you know? Like it Io Shirai is finished with NXT. She had her mm. run and she's been there for a long time. It feels like an appropriate time for her to move up and now she's just being held back into this promotion, you know? Like it feels like her time to move on and she's still here. And that wouldn't be as big an issue if there was something major for her to do. If she was there to still have like a big rivalry or to face Frankie Monet or something along those lines, I think that would be one thing, but just a forced thrown together team with Zoe Stark feels like they're trying to find something for her to do to stay in NXT. And I don't think it's enough to make me want to keep seeing her in NXT, especially when, like, you know, the WWE women's division is not going to do her any favors, I would think. But SmackDown needs women, you mm -hmm. know, 
We talked about this a lot last week, how there's just no women on that show. Io Shirai would be a lot better than most of them and would really help out that roster. But hey, we've passed a thousand viewers. I was just about to mention it. Thank you so Let's much, go. guys, for coming out. Really do appreciate you guys. Thank you. We hey, we heard that's views for NXT. Yay. Let's go. Yay, we love NXT. Yay. Um, but yeah, I thought the segment itself was fine. Like it was good. It was adequate. It, they'll probably build to a match. Maybe at Great American Bash. Who knows? But mm. I just kind of want to see Io Shirai move on at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe they're doing this as like one last feud run for Io Shirai and she's going to pass the torch to Zoe Stark. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I I kind of I kind of agree with you that yeah, this wasn't the the best idea for EO personally but hey i'm sure it'll lead to some fun matches and you can't complain too much about that when you get fun matches um we then got the the, the, the botch backstage segment of mr regal your thoughts for this show well mackenzie and then msk are eating some popcorn waiting for the main <laughs> event loved it timothy thatcher does a little bit of a thing where he eats some popcorn steals the popcorn and eats it mm, don't do comedy stuff thatcher just do, just be serious. It's so much better when you're serious. Mm-hmm. Um, then we got our little backstage promo with Mackenzie finally getting a word with Mr. Regal. Uh, interrupted by Johnny Gargano and uh, Austin Theory that come in. Gargano just saying that it's, it's so great that Joe's back. We love Joe. Joe's amazing. You're such a badass. You're so cool. Love that you're here. This is great. I don't even know what that was. <laughs> you guys hear that? I did, yeah. If I heard it, that meant the people heard it. Not a clue not a clue what that was hey ho um uh i'm slightly concerned now <laughs> anyway um <laughs> uh and gargano coming in saying that uh, it's so cool that uh that uh that joe's back and uh but uh joe stares down gargano and tells him to get out because he's being annoying and then pete dunn comes in and stares down joe cool again Joe just looks kind of cool. Well, yeah, he's very cool. He's the coolest. I I don't see the point of some of these interactions, like the Pete Dunne stuff, if Joe isn't going to wrestle. Mm-hmm. The the Gargano and Theory one, I thought was, was perfect. I would have liked to have seen that be like the first segment on the mm-hmm. show, you know, because I think that really kind of illustrated like, Hey, I'm not messing around. Get out of this office office, or there's going to be trouble. I really like that. And Pete Dunn just kind of being like, sup? I see, I see you're back. I don't know. I, I don't think it really serves much of a purpose unless they have a match. And if you don't know if they're going to do a match, then uh, maybe, maybe not. But still, it was a good segment. Yeah, I, I think... Uh... I think it's I think it's fine. You're gonna need to have people interacting with Joe, even if Joe's not gonna wrestle. Just in the role he's in, people will need to be interacting with him. And I think you can read what you want from the Pete Dunn stare down, yeah. whether it's just like an acceptance, like, hmm, gotta get through you now, do I? Because you're back. Hmm, this might make my NXT journey harder. Or it could be, I wanna fight you, or it could be, hey, respect, man. Could be whatever. We don't know. Yeah. But I guess that's the that's the beauty of it. Who knows? Um, we then got the main event match. Of Champion Thatcher versus the Grizzly Junk Veterans in a Tornado tag team match. Uh, I really liked that they didn't screw up the Tornado tag rules because I was thinking they were just going to do straight up no DQ match. And that's not a Tornado tag now, is it? Uh, but they did it right. No, no uh, tags, no count outs. But 
there's still DQs in it. Yay. I Because I was thinking the same thing, but mm -hmm. like two minutes into the match, one of Grizzle Junk Vets gets a rope break on a submission mm -hmm. hold. And they're yeah. like, oh, well, there, there's no rope breaks in a tornado tag match. I was like, is there not? Why is there not? It's not a yeah. no DQ match. You know, there yeah. should still be rope breaks involved. But I, I, I guess. But then there's no count outs either. So they can wrestle on the outside and that's fine. Because if they were doing a submission on the outside, that's totally legal. And they have nothing to break it. So there'd be no rope breaks either if they were doing them in the ring. I guess. But if it was if it was know. on the outside, a submission wouldn't count because it's not like a right? false count yeah, anywhere cause, match. Because it's not it. Yeah, because it's not false count anywhere. It should be in the ring, yeah. right? Hmm. I don't know. They only did it the one time. They only yeah. did it the one time at the start, and then they didn't do it again. And I was like, hmm. I don't know. I feel like that was just like a faux pas in the middle of the match, and then yeah, they maybe, corrected yeah. it. But yeah. I don't know. WWE rules are are very flimsy as it is. That's true. Uh, regardless of that, though, what a match. So much oh, yeah. fun. Speaking of fun matches, God, this was fun. Um, I genuinely, I didn't take any notes for this match because I was just watching it and having fun uh, and just literally just paying attention to the things that were happening. So many cool little spots. I love the air raid crash on the commentary desk, which didn't break. <laughs> Ow. Um, so many cool Jesus. like little uh, reversals and like... Grizzle John Vets just being a really good team, just them, like, not even just having to use sneaky heel tactics to maintain advantage and them just, like, outsmarting Champer and Thatcher, I thought was really good, as they should. They're the better, more cohesive tag team. Mm -hmm. uh, really enjoyed that. Um, the only bit I didn't really like was the winners. Would have preferred Grizzle John Vets to win, personally. I just... Maybe we're just... We're working ourselves into a shoot, man. Maybe we just see the story that they've got laid out for Grizzly John Vets and they don't have that story at all. Uh, and that they've got other plans. Clearly they do because Champer and Thatcher won. I just want Grizzly John Vets to go on and face MSK, man. That's that's the match I want to see. And uh, it seems like we're not we're not going to be getting that, which is a shame. Uh, but regardless, this was a great match. Really enjoyed it. It's starting to irritate me. Right. Grizzly John Vets not getting wins because this feels more like if... You know how when the Revival lost the tag titles in NXT and then they, mm -hmm. they went out and lost to TM61 shortly thereafter? This is like just a random episode of NXT from like five years ago. So I wouldn't expect people to, to remember it off the top of their heads. But right after their big title reign, they went out and they were able to lose a match because they were kind of bulletproof. Mm -hmm. You know, like they could take a loss after a match like that. The Grizzled Young Vets haven't had the title reign to make them bulletproof. Mm -hmm. They just keep losing. Like they lost in last year's Dusty Classic. They lost this year's Dusty Classic. They didn't win the tag titles at Stand and Deliver. And now they've lost here again. Why can't we just have them win? Mm. I Like maybe, maybe they're trying to go with Champa and Thatcher as the challengers for MSK at uh, Great American Bash before going to the TakeOver match. But even still, I don't think you need to keep beating Grizzle Junk Vets like they've been doing because they beat them like a drum this year. They can't get any wins. Yeah. Great it's match, wild. though. Just wild because Grizzle Junk Vets are so good. They're so um, good. I really don't understand. Like, there's not that much difference between them and the Revival. Mm. 
they're not like identical teams by any means, but they're both yeah. playing the role of the old school heel tag team, both very well. And the revival got a lot more than they than they have so far. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I regardless, great fun, great main event. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Uh, and then we got the little promo at the very end of Joe saying, first night of many." Regal gets in a car. For some reason, I was just expecting the car to explode. It's wrestling. It's WWE. They held on that shot for a little bit, little bit too long. I was like, "What's going to happen to Regal?" Nothing. He drives away. Fine. Um, yeah. uh, there's also a couple little bits that we didn't mention. A couple little uh, vignettes. The Diamond Mine is coming next week. Uh, sure. sure. Uh, and there was also a couple of little vignettes of like this battery charging. Okay. I've seen a lot of people theorize that that could be the return of Tegan Knox. Mm, I've seen that as which, well. Yeah, that, that's that's interesting. Maybe Ridge Holland as well. Yeah, totally. Either uh, way, I'm 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 down. It'll be nice to have like a new face on NXT, whether it be in the men's or yeah. women's division. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. I I'm don't really care about the Diamond Mine. They haven't given me a reason to care about the Diamond Mine. So not really, no. I'm hoping they're going to be really cool. Yeah, I would very much like to enjoy the Diamond Mine. They just haven't given me a reason to do so beforehand. Absolutely, yeah. Um, But overall, though, really good episode from top to bottom, I thought. A lot of really fun stuff. Lots of just a lot of energy on this show. That's what it felt like to me. It's just like the show was kind of revamped, revitalized, Samoa Joe's back, got these really fun matches, everybody have a good time, and everyone did have a good time. It was a really good really good show. Um, so we've got the Diamond Mine next week, we've got Frankie Monet having another match next week, uh, O'Reilly versus Kashida next week, Cole versus someone next week who's not picked, and then we've got Cole versus O'Reilly at Great American Bashes, all the stuff that was announced on this show. Um, overall, for me, I would have given it a 4 out of 5. I know you gave it a, a 5 in your edited review, I genuinely think that's just a different way of us looking at shows. Cause to me personally, like a five out of five show needs to have something that's like, this was spectacular. This was like, knock it out of the park. This was the, the greatest thing on their burden for amazing stuff. And to be fair, maybe Samoa Joe's return cuts it as that maybe. Uh, but it's like, you know, I, I felt like the wrong person won the main event and I feel like, you know, Imperium should have won in the tag match. It was just like these little things that just stop it from being like a perfect five out of five to me. But, an amazing show, nonetheless. Four out of five. Really happy. This felt like a proper good NXT episode of old. Really enjoyed it. Absolutely. I mean, I thought... Because I feel like we still look at rating these shows similarly. But to me, the opening segment with William Regal's promo and then Samoa Joe's return, that was enough to me to be like, that was a perfect segment on a show that will put it over the top to being a five out of five. That doesn't mean that everyone has to look at it the same way, but I just really, really love that opening segment. Oh, I love I love emotional moments like that in wrestling. It's so good. I didn't take the the bad finishes or not bad, but just like not what I would have booked finishes into account because uh, that's fine. I'll I'll watch the rest of the story and then retroactively look back on things and be like, oh well, that actually wasn't very good. That actually could have been done better. And the technical snafus, I'll give them a, I'll give them a break. I'll give them a pass. It was pretty bad. Maybe yeah. as a, as a technical production person, I shouldn't. But <laughs> even still, I thought this was just a very enjoyable show with a great main event, a great opening segment, of fun matches throughout. Really liked the open challenge too. There were just a lot of things on here that I really liked. The LA Knight promo was really good too. Five out of five to me. 
Well, let's see what you guys thought. Let's get into the rest of your Ultra Chats here. Uh, once again, thank you everyone for coming out to this episode. We appreciate it so much. And thank you for all the Ultra Chats you guys are sending in. We love them. Thank you. Uh, just so you guys are aware, if you missed the announcement on the Raw podcast yesterday, as of the Raw podcast next Tuesday, uh, we will only be reading out Ultra Chats of uh, $5 or up, I believe. Um, just for time's sake, we don't want to have to rush to get through the content in order to get to the Ultra Chats. The review is the more important bit of the show because we want to actually review the show. That's the point. So yeah, go speak to Oni and Luke on their podcast if you want to find out more uh, and go watch the Raw podcast yesterday for the actual announcement for that. But for now, we can read all of them. So Tyler Woodward says, uh, Joe is awesome. Regal is awesome. Question, does Dunn have a new entrance theme? It sounded more metal than the original. Tempest, the mask is looking damn sexy. Love it when a heel has white gear. Also makes them look badass. Uh, LIW for life. Hashtag Louis fears Tyler. Um, Regal is awesome. Joe is awesome. Uh, Dunn's had a new entrance theme for a little while now. Uh, I don't know exactly when it was he got it, but he does have it for a little while. Um, and yeah, it's a great mask, Tempest, isn't it? Thanks, man. Really happy. Cool. Took, yeah. took a while, but I'm glad. I will shout out, actually. I don't know where. Mm. I've got a little sticker here somewhere. Uh, there it is. The people that made this mask, it's uh, Arctic Shark Company. You can find them on Twitter, Arctic Shark Co. Good stuff. This mask is very comfortable. I can't recommend them enough. I laid out my specifications and kind of said like, oh, this is the problems I was having with uh, my previous mask. And they were like, oh, yeah, okay, no problem. We'll we'll make sure that things are kind of tailored for these these needs. Of course, the old mask, the eyes were a little bit too far apart, so I couldn't see very well. And of course, the nose was well documented how 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 poorly it was um yeah. it's this is a very comfortable mask like i wore this for like a couple hours yesterday just kind of like breaking it in and it it is very comfortable i could wear this nice. all day and not not feel a thing amazing well done arctic shark uh a few more ultra chats here uh the intangible one ryan be bad says uh, i'm hoping with uh, this new battery charging ad thing is for returning tegan Knox or roddy strong yeah, I'd be happy with either of those. They'd be very good. Uh, Michael Dominguez says, uh, I only see AEW and NXT. My life's better. Uh, if not Joe, what's next? Uh, for Cross, Walter, Dragunov, what about uh, King of the Ring? Do you mean Kyle O'Reilly? I think it was just <laughs> K-O-R, but yeah. maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. This is K-O-T-R. Uh, hear me out. Four NXT versus four Raw on one leg. Four NXT versus four SmackDown on another. And final four is the match. What? You get uh, Seamus, mm. Cross, Corbin, and Dunn for Survivor Series with King Cross. There's a lot going on in this ultra. That's chat. a lot. That's a lot of things, Michael Dominguez. I think Cross say, is yes. <laughs> I, I, yeah, sure. I think Cross versus Kyle O'Reilly will be the direction for the next takeover. I think yes. that will answer at least part of that question. Yes. Uh, Bacon Rasher says, Hi lads, just wanted to send some love to the LIW family. Really good NXT for me. Good matches, character work, and building stories. Also, roses are red, violets are blue. Ollie's not here. He's having a poo uh, out of his big implanted booty. LIW for life. Thank you. Can, can um, I say very quickly, mm. Carol Wands is in the chat here saying that uh, the mask makes it look like I have a sunburn. <laughs> no, I just have a sunburn. <laughs> 
I did. I didn't Very bring good. it up on on this. I don't know if I t- told the story on the SmackDown podcast or if I was just talking yeah. to Pete before or after. Yeah, I'm dealing with a pretty bad sunburn at the moment, so it's not just Man's you, got Carol, burned. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, All it's right. it's not fun. Yeah. Uh, Slay JKT says, uh, Never knew Tempest had the anime eyes. Uh, excited with Enforcer Joe. The last question he gave to Cross was full of chills. Uh, question rather than a, a WWE to AEW jump ship, who would realistically make the jump from AEW to WWE, including NXT? Love from Indonesia. I don't know. That's a very tough question. Um, because you'd expect it would be someone that would be. Maybe someone that perceives they've been poorly treated or someone that believes they uh, deserve more screen time or something like that. And AW is quite good at distributing up their screen time between a lot of people, even if it's on like dark and stuff like that. Uh, mm. So that's a very hard thing to say. Maybe someone like, I don't know, maybe, you know, two years down the line, you can see someone like Griff Garrison go over because maybe he feels like he's better than what he's been given because he's not been given anything. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. As far as people that are active right now uh it's tough like i don't think he would go but i could see someone like lance archer going over Mm. again because he's big and talented you know i think he fits the wwe mold even though he was already there and they didn't do anything with him there has been Mm -hmm. time passed since then so maybe someone like him that being said i don't think it's going to happen i think he's probably pretty satisfied with his spot in aew Otherwise, yeah, there's not a whole lot of people. Like, I think AEW kind of uses the people in that company very well and yeah. is doing a good job of building for the future, too. Like, it's not like people in AEW will look at being, like, if you're top flight or the acclaimed and you're not getting a bunch of wins, I don't think they're being like, oh, well, they just don't see the brilliance of me. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be, wait two or three years, and they're going to be, like, the big stars of the company. You just have to wait that out and improve a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think there's too many people upset with their position in AEW, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. And maybe that will change in a couple of years. Who knows? Yep. We never know what's going to happen. Uh, Bacon Russia uh, says, hi again, lads. On the diamond mine, I'm confused. Is it a part of the show like Raw Underground or a faction? I hope it's a faction after I just remembered Raw Underground. Loving the new <laughs> Master Tempest and Pete. Get a new cap, man. No. Well, it's a good cap. It's all right, isn't it? It's got a yeah. little night tick that no one ever sees because... The, the light never makes it show up, but it's fine. Um, uh, yeah, Diamond Line, I'm assuming, is a faction. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe who knows? Uh, do you want to take some of the rest of these, Tempest? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Genetic Ghost says, I love that Omega versus Ishii in the G1 2018. Hey, there's another, another nice. cultured wrestling fan. Let's go. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, it also ended with Kenny's mouth being horrifically split open, had to drink monster energies out of a straw for weeks on BTE after Kenny and Ishii always put on great matches. You are thinking of the correct match. It was pretty brutal. Uh, Sadie6969 Deegan says, hey, oh, love the mask, Tempest. Thank you. The colors are gorgeous, and you're even cuter now. Aw. Yeah, it's crazy what happens when you can actually see some on my face. <laughs> uh, also also good show last night oh my god big daddy samojo is the greatest ever ah sure is yes. isn't he big daddy big samojo big agree. Uh, dj chili phil says liw four four quattro vier life i know yes. i know all those words 
Yeah. And Zachary, Zachary T. Robinson says Tempest gone from having a red nose forced upon him by the old mask to willingly having a pink nose for the new mask. <laughs> Love it. Or is it just the same mask, but with tempers, Tempest's colors on the screen are now inverted? Uh, <laughs> no, that's not the case. I can't confirm. But yeah, I did. Like I put on the mask for the first time and I was like, wow, it does make it look like all of a sudden now I have like a big nose mm-hmm. just from yeah. having absolutely no nose to having this stick out. It looks like a big nose. You are now warrior. Yes, exactly. Wow. Wow. Uh, Los Insufferables. Don't know how I feel about that. Uh, comes in to say, actually, we know what we haven't gotten that one yet. So mm. props for creativity. Well at least. Yeah. Uh, says on this day, Tempest sees clearly that having a pink nose on his mask might not be the smartest idea in the world. Wow. I beat you <laughs> to it. Insufferables. Uh, yeah. Thanks for the money. Anderson Floyd says, I'm glad that Chopper is back in the studio making hits with Dr. Sh- Dr. Dre again. The rap game needs you, Slim. L-I-W for, for, for life. Sadie 969 D- Let me try that again. Sadie 6969 Deegan says, back again. I won't be able to be there for your hell in a cell because of work, but good luck, my beautiful boys. Ride the momentum of Tempest's new mask. Can't wait for the NXT live stream next week when y'all have all the WrestleTalk gold. Love you both. Hell yeah. Thank you. And yes, after Helena Cell, we will be running Wrestle Talk with all the gold. I got uh, mine. I got mine. Yeah. There's one yep. down, one to yep. go. And uh, Misha yeah, Sumra. Yeah, it's all right. I got it. Uh, Misha Sumra says, only just realized the Tempest new mask matches the one on his YouTube channel graphic. Great episode. Looking forward to Joe annihilating everyone. Maybe he gets ahead of himself and has a match with Regal. Ooh. I mean... I don't know how much Regal can still go. I don't know. But maybe he doesn't need to. Maybe he doesn't need to. Maybe Joe just kills him. You never, you never know. You never know what they're going to do with NXT. I I was thinking when this backstage bedlam started getting out of hand that maybe we would get an, a William Regal in-ring return. Mm. I don't know that he would face someone like Karrion Cross, but maybe someone like Adam Cole. That would be a really fun match. I just I love William Regal. I I, feel... I could totally see Adam Cole doing an amazing sell for the Brass Nuts. Absolutely. Regal brings him out, bang, and Adam Cole just dies. He could he could sell that to the moon and back. I feel like we got that last run of William Regal in FCW and NXT from like 2011 to 2013, just before the wrestling audience would really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You know, if we got that same kind of match right now, I think people would lose their minds over William Regal. Yeah, almost certainly, yeah. You still got it. Yep. Et, et cetera. You guys even get to hear the clap now. YouTube members, you get to hear the clap, which is what I use for the editing for the podcast bits. Wild. This whole thing is so new and weird and strange. <laughs> it's great. Um. Anyway, some emails. Uh. So there's this one from Eli. I'll keep this email because it's got dog pictures in it. It also does have some questions, so I'll keep the dog pictures for another stream when I like download them and stuff. Um, but here we go. Eli says, "All our lost intangible slow fist bump." Uh, I wanted to join in on the dog discourse and figured I'd also uh, ask a couple of questions. Uh, firstly, Pete, I've been really getting into D and D lately because my group is moving into higher level campaigns. Uh, I gifted a D and D cookbook to a friend, uh, and I want to host uh, a themed night with dinner from the book, perhaps after an in-game rest. And I want to do a one-shot. What are your summer favorites or ones you suggest? Uh, that D and D cookbook, by the way, I'm assuming it's the um, Heroes Feast cookbook, is awesome. 
really cool. Love that. Um, uh, one, some of my favorite one shots. Here's a confession. I don't really play published material. I only play homebrew stuff. We just make our own adventures and do them. I don't really play published stuff ever. So I don't really have any suggestions at all because I just make stuff up. Sorry, I can't be of more help. Um, Tempest, here's stuff for you now. Uh, as the resident New Japan guy, uh, do you think, combined with Meltzer's star rating system, uh, the long main event matches, 30 minutes plus, uh, multiple finishes, have spoiled some of the modern products? Granted, I know a lot of WWE matches in the last decade or so have that model, uh, but it feels like NXT, for example, needs these lengthy mat matches just for the sake of having them when they're not necessary or expose a talent. I'm thinking specifically of Karrion Cross versus Balor. It was okay, but super long, and I believe the main event style match is bogging down the product. Uh, and then lastly, dog pictures, which I'll show later. That's like a big overarching wrestling philosophy type mm. question. Like, I'm not yeah. going to say that New Japan having spectacular matches is a bad thing yeah. at all. Because everyone else should just have better matches. Just be better. Be yeah. on New Japan's level. But I think that the desire to have everyone wrestle that main event style is a WWE problem. Where, you know, we've seen forever where, oh, we got to have like a 20 minute main event that'll go back and forth and have the baby face sell and then make the comeback and blah, blah. like the whole WWE formula has been tried and true forever. And occasionally there are matches where it doesn't fit the situation. And I think that they should do a better job of recognizing that and then tailoring the matches to the strengths of their performers but I don't think that that's necessarily the fault of New Japan or Dave Meltzer or whatever. I think it's more of just another WWE issue. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I've got another email here from uh, Florian. By the way, if you guys want to email in, support at WrestleTalk.com is the place to do it. Uh, we might read your emails out on the uh, on the show. Florian here says, a good appropriate time of day to the LIW boys. Uh, I've been behind on the podcast episodes for quite a while, but now I'm finally caught up again. Uh, since the pandemic started last year, I've been very out of the wrestling bubble. Probably wouldn't even know anything if it wasn't for you guys. Not having fans at the shows was definitely the right call, but it harmed my enjoyment of these shows big time. Uh, I know you all had to watch. I mean, it's still your job. But if it hadn't been, would you have stayed in the pandemic era or would you have left as well? I would have left. I yeah. would have kept watching AEW because mm -hmm. I did, but I didn't watch anything else. The only things I watched were for work purposes. It just hasn't been very fun most of the time watching these shows without fans, especially those early days where it was just an empty warehouse. That That's about as bottom of the barrel as you're going to get for WWE programming. And it's not really their fault, but mm -hmm. pandemic sucks, man. I'm ready yeah, for dude. fans to be back. God, I... I genuinely, it's weird that, you know, I, I can obviously rem remember some of like the big pops and, you know, some of the, the big moments with the crowd and stuff like that. I've, I'm genuinely struggling to remember what a bog standard normal episode of TV looks like with a crowd. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like, my brain is so in tune to a Thunderdome now or like the, the limited fans in Daddy's Place or whatever that I'm literally just like, I'm, I'm craving that like full big audience crowd. I think we might be getting it at like, 
SummerSlam probably. I know they're yeah. coming back before then, but I think the first like big sellout is probably going to be like the SummerSlam thing. So I I genuinely can't wait because it's it, I just want to get back to where normal regular weekly television has a crowd again because it, I I need that I need that sound. It's my serotonin <laughs> for wrestling, and I I need it. Um, yeah, it's yeah. so like otherworldly at this point. Like I've mm. I've just seen clips from you know different companies airing them of like the last shows that they all did from before the pandemic like mm. whether it was aew when jake roberts showed up mm. and you know they powerbomb moxley off the stage or like when john cena and the fiend had their clash right before yeah. uh you know right before wrestlemania man it's it feels like a lifetime ago yeah. it looks so alien now to just be like right? yep there's a building full of people watching wrestling like i'm just so not used to it at this point no i'm i'm very much looking forward to getting used to it again though i mm -hmm. i can't wait until that's till that's normal um but yes uh i i probably would have left uh the wrestling bubble not necessarily i probably would have kept up with like pay-per-views big things that were happening maybe watch some pay-per-views maybe not all of them but maybe some of them that, that caught my interest or if I had time or whatever, uh, absolutely would not have kept up with kept up with any weekly television at all. Uh, honestly, I wouldn't have kept up with it before the pandemic era. I'll be honest. Uh, just, I just, it's just bad, isn't it? It's just, yeah. it's just, it's just bad. I haven't watched Raw like weekly in probably about four years. Yeah, same. You know, like, I'm and that was only because I was doing it to review it for a, a university radio show. If yeah. I didn't have to watch Raw for any reason whatsoever, I don't think I've watched it week to week since like WrestleMania 30, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that yeah. was the last time I remember watching Raw every week and it was because of the Daniel Bryan stuff. 100%. Yeah, I think almost exactly the same time. I think after Bryan vacated his uh, titles, I was like, and then that was it until about Mania yeah. 31. I completely fell off it until about Mania 31. That like year, I just missed. And then, yeah, yeah. watch Mania 31. And then kind of was in a, a little bit here and there. It was definitely around for 2013, 2014. And then maybe like 2015, I started to drift again. <laughs> it was like, okay, I ain't coming back this time. <laughs> was, yeah. And that was the last time it was like properly like in it week to week all the time. Maybe 2016. But yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, I I took that year off because the Undertaker lost, and I was mm -hmm. just like, I was like really invested, and I was like, I've had enough of this wrestling. Undertaker losing at WrestleMania to Brock Lesnar, unacceptable. And yep. that was for about a year before watching WrestleMania 31 and like loving it because I was really good WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. And I watched Raw the next night, and I don't think I watched anything again until maybe SummerSlam of that year. I watched like bits, like I would watch Cena's matches for the U.S. title, but I would not watch just whole episodes of Raw because who has the time for such things? And it's just kind of been like less and less and less and less as it's just gotten worse and worse and worse as the years have gone by. Yeah, I had a look today because I was writing the news episode today um, and I was writing a little bit about the uh, the Raw ratings uh, from this week uh and just on the, on the website where i got the the raw ratings from they had a little thing of uh, just like the previous like three years of like the average 
viewership for those three years. And it was like average, the, like this week's show did like 1.7 something million viewers. And it was like average for 2020, 1.8 million. Average for 2019, like 2.3 million. Average for 2018, 3 million. And I was like, oh, that's a that's a sharp decline right there. And it just rough. keeps getting worse. It yeah, just, I can't believe it. Can't believe yeah. it. I remember when they were all talking about like, oh, Raw does a, a does four million viewers, and that's bad. Yeah, tragedy, Holy right? Christ. Like, they would kill someone for four million viewers these I, days. I know, right? <laughs> Crazy. Uh, I've got one more email here uh, from uh, Juan. Uh, it talks about BoJack Horseman. More about that. Uh, Juan says, "Hola." Uh, I love BoJack Horseman too. I really like how they uh, touch sensitive topics in the show. Uh, what's your favorite episode or scene? Uh, spoilers for Tempest Ahead. I don't know about that. Go for it. Um, my heart broke when BoJack tells Diane at the end of the show, hey, wouldn't it be funny if this night was the last time we ever talked to each other? That show is a masterpiece. Love you guys. Jam that jam. It is a masterpiece. Depressing as hell. Do not watch that if you're in a sensitive mental state because God, it just grinds you down. But if you can handle that, if you're in the place to watch it, God, it's amazing. Um, my favorite episode is 100% the, um, uh, I believe it's called Free Churros. It's the one where he does the, the monologue for the entire episode. It's amazing. I love it. I'm I'm a sucker for a monologue just as it is, like just in mm-hmm. general, like especially villain monologues. Oof. Ooh, good villain monologues. That's, that that hits me right here. That's I, I love those. Um so yeah, just monologues as a whole, and just having an entire twenty-two minute episode be one person talking—it's it's all good. And it's so it hits like so many different emotional levels. And then just the very last line is just a punchline that's just been building for the entire episode. And it's just—it's just wonderful. It's just a wonderful episode. I love it. Um, it's a good show. Watch it, everyone. Don't not everyone most people <laughs> if you're it's a it's a it's a for a show for adults if you're a child watching this listening to this slash watching this don't watch it but if you're in the right mental state to do it definitely do it it's awesome send any more emails about bojack horseman i like bojack horseman we can talk about it um i don't have any more emails because that's going to do it for this episode uh i will find out a way to share the pet pictures in time for next time so you can keep yes. sending those in don't worry support talk.com and i'll get them sorted in time for the next episode uh, but that's gonna do it because we need to go live shortly we don't record this before what are you talking about uh thank you everyone uh, thank you everyone for listening uh we got some more content coming up we've got helena cell we've got a prediction tomorrow for helena cell and we've got uh live reactions on sunday where one of us will become jam that champion i'm sure that's going to be very fun um and uh yeah and then we've got the having a sale review coming up on monday all sorts of content thank you very much for listening everyone we love you very much take care stay safe we love you goodbye hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.